0: Welcome to the first session of our old school essentials campaign set in the subarctic freezing cold lands of Valconen, once the home of a great civilization it suffered a disaster which was blamed on those who used magic to improve the lot of that civilization. The disaster took the form of great glaciers that spread across the land, and a deep winter freeze that seemed to be engulfing the whole world. Those few survivors migrated south to warmer equatorial lands, much of their civilization forgotten and lost. Over the many hundreds of years that have passed, they have now clawed their way back up to a level of civilization embracing black powder weapons. and starting to explore some forms of magic again although there is still a a deep distrust of magic since it was blamed for the original disaster which caused the great exodus from Valconan in the first place. However recent reports have arrived that the ice flows have retreated and some of the once fertile land of Valconan is now once again habitable. For varying reasons, all their own, many pioneers have chosen to travel to the land of Valcone and attempt to resettle it. One such ship has bought a group of colonists here and they have founded a small village. It's no more than sort of four or five large wooden buildings, and they have named this village New Seal Land because of the large amounts of seals their boats passed. they were reaching shore. As we look around we can see the final timbers being hammered and nailed into place on the last of these five buildings that make up this small settlement. The headsman of the village, Josiah Means, a a slightly older man although obviously quite rugged and used to a hard lifestyle with a slightly sort of greying beard has just finished giving a speech about how proud he is of everyone, pulling together to create this colony and reclaiming their ancient homelands. However, he warns the people there assembled, his friends, his family, the other villagers, that the great winter will soon be upon them and that everyone must prepare for it, lest they be swept aside when the cold weather returns, as we look around the village, we can see numerous different people who inhabit it. There is the the blacksmith Moses Hopkins. He's just like carrying an anvil and some of his equipment with the help of other villagers into one of the large buildings. There is the milliner Christopher Duncan, who has been like patching up people's clothes during their exertions and he's getting himself set and he's managed to bring some like rough hewn fabrics with him to effect repairs on people's garments and such like. There is the slightly elderly woman Dorothy Whiteford who is known as a gatherer of herbs and a a local wise woman. She tends to the various small ills of the villagers. She's been ranging out a little bit further with the help of some of the other villagers from a New Zealand settlement to the nearby forests which seem to have a great population of wolves lurking within and the villagers imaginatively have named this area the Wolf Woods. With the help of the other villagers she's been able to gather some small amount of herbs from the outskirts that have been used to treat the various minor coughs and maladies that have plagued the colonists on their great journey here, and the exertions that follow. And as we as we look across from them, we linger for a few moments on our three heroes of this game: John Cameron, Weimar Lonegrove, and Oscorus oratorus So, as we linger on John Cameron for a bit, Rob, describe to me what does John Cameron look like. <coughs>
1: Um, he's a very young man, um, still in his teenage years. Um, very kind of rough and rugged looking. Um, kind of wears a <clears throat> kind of animal clothes and furs, and that kind of um, you know real. <clears throat> he's a hunter and trapper, and you can kind of look at him and know that he's a hunter and trapper. Yeah. Um, he carries uh, his father's musket, um, which is kind of a little bit too big for him. Um, okay. Well, he's actually a pretty decent shot um, and has, you know, made his way since his parents passed and uh, kind of hunting and gathering and, and kind of feeding himself. Um, so he's a real kind of true pioneer um, and has kind of come here looking for, I guess,
0: to to find his way in the world. Indeed. And over the course of the the last few weeks, as this wooden settlement has been taking shape this this village of New Zealand John Cameron will no doubt have with some of the other villagers will have been responsible for like, going out and like getting food and in fact you were probably one of the people who realised that there's a large population of wolves in the woods to the northeast you'll have no doubt since you have a firearm you'll have no doubt gone out with uh, the apothecary Dorothy Whiteford when she was gathering herbs to sort of help protect her and make sure she didn't fall to any ills so that's john cameron our ranger and trapper so johannes tell me about Weimar lone grove
2: so Weimar is a little bit older um so fully uh grown uh adult man uh whereas cameron is is someone on the younger side so uh Wymar is uh probably getting into his 30s maybe um he is if if cameron is the sort of archetypal uh true pioneer uh with bearing the the muskets and the lot um wymore is i guess you would say like the impoverished version of that um he, he i think is a former soldier of some kind uh fallen on rather rough times and uh he he wears a tattered cloak um pinned to his like rough hide clothing um by a very expensive brooch which is the only thing he has really left from back home and um he carries a, a large longbow uh, a quiver stuffed full of arrows uh, an axe the sort of moodsman regalia uh from times before uh he he doesn't carry the black powder um the one sort of i guess modern-ish even that's becoming antiquated he carries a short a short sword with him which isn't uh a part of the hunting gear but still it's to show uh the frontiersmen that uh he, he is capable of defending himself but that's that's the one thing that uh sort of stands out from him like oh he's he's a wood men like the 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 man of the woods uh however he doesn't really strike someone as the sort of pioneer trapper type that cameron is okay um even though he is is a hunter as well but he has i guess a more martial bearing though he's clearly not dressed for that <laughs> sort of thing anymore okay yeah. Splendid. Uh, come here to make a new life because there's not much that he has going for him so.
0: indeed and it's a, it's a story that's shared by many of the villagers because most established people back in your homeland will not have travelled here because they won't have wanted to sacrifice what they had so the, the people of Rohelene which is where you guys have come from which was like the new home of humanity it's where the majority of them settled after the great exodus many hundreds of years ago most people who are established there and have settled lives that they're not willing to risk everything for the chance to resettle this this ancient land of, of Valcone and which is remembered really only in legends about the exodus and this great freeze that happened many many hundreds of years ago so so most people don't see it as a as a great thing. They're not wanting to risk all to travel over there. So a lot of people who have done are rather like yourself, Weimar, They they don't have a lot in the old land of uh, Roelene. And they're like, well, maybe I can make something on myself, like forge a new destiny for myself in Valconan. And that is the law that has led many people to travel here. Okay, so... Ian, tell us about Oscoris.
3: Oscoris Euritoris is a young man, maybe in his early 20s. Uh, tussled, hair, tall and thin. Um, uh, obviously, not a fighting type going by the clothing he wears. It's of um, a reasonable fashion, although perhaps slightly sort of out of date and very much threadbare these days although you'd expect it was once expensive he appears to be maintained as best he can he he carries very little in the way of weaponry all you would see is a the hilt of a dagger in his belt but what he does carry are scrolls in the satchel and writing equipment his his demeanour is you would get the impression that he's shy He, he hardly ever um, indulges in uh, eye contact, um, so I guess you could um, take that as him being shifty or shy or something like that, but uh, he he's always seems to look away, but those that can see him can actually see why. He, his eyes are almost fluorescently blue, a uh, throwback from his, his genetic mother's side, for she was an elf
0: indeed and as we know unfortunately with those of the elven blood are looked on with some great fear and distrust because the the ancient legends that speak of the the magic users who in their hubris brought down this this great ice age upon the world many of them were reputed to have blood or elven characteristics so those who have carried that sort of heritage down or often looked upon with suspicion and that has led to some of them wanting to experience somewhere where they can actually be free and they can make of themselves what they will so a number of them have traveled to valcona a number of ships traveled here obviously you guys are all on one ship as with the rest of these villagers that you've now settled with you're all part of this small community this village of new seal land. you know from chat that's been going around the other villages that there is reputedly a, a day to the west over the great river there is a another settlement um, known as castle main and from what you'll have heard from rumors circulating amongst the other villagers, is that apparently the the boat carrying the, the pioneers of settled Castlemaine arrived shortly before yours and they actually found the remnants of several stone buildings that they've just sort of re-inhabited. So they had a bit of a head start compared to you guys. They didn't have to build everything from scratch. And in fact, as we're talking about Castlemaine, Josiah Means has just reached that point of his speech where he's explaining about the other settlement across the great river to the west and he says now i'm not saying that the the, the citizens of castlemaine haven't struggled in their time uh, all i'm saying is that they had uh, an advantage that we lack those those ancient stone buildings they have colonized uh, although i i can't say that i'd have wanted to uh, build my uh, our village uh, atop the the bones of what what remains However, they're a religious community. They've, uh, they, they've reached out to us and they've volunteered to provide us with some surplus supplies to our community uh, to help us through the winter. Uh, it is my intent in the morning to send a delegation of trusted individuals to retrieve these supplies. And there's a bit of hubbub ghosts around the village. We then smash cut to the next morning unless anyone has anything they wish to talk about with the villagers or deal with so we cut to the next morning the three of you having been chosen to be this delegation to travel to Castlemaine to retrieve these surplus supplies you know from what the the alderman Joe has been able to tell you that Castlemaine is roughly 12-15 miles to the west, across this great river. A number of the villagers are sort of like waving you off. It's early morning, there's still a little, a gentle bit of frost clinging to the the sort of scrubby, low-lying grass that dots the plains around here. To the northeast, you can see the, the tall, imposing pine trees of the wolf woods. And to the west in the distance you can just glimpse the the great river and beyond it a, another forest and can you each roll me a d6 ok so why mark As you're starting out on your travel, you're getting all your gear together, you're getting yourself set to go. As you're sort of looking out to the west across the the rushing rivers, waters that run down to the coast and out into the the blue sea beyond, you can see this dark pine forest to the west. But as the, the sunlight rising in the morning catches it, as it sort of slowly moves across the sky... You catch sort of faint glimmerings, as though like, occasionally it catches on something chalky white amongst the branches of these trees, reflecting the light back at you.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I will get the attention of my my fellow travellers. Point to the distance and uh, say, "What do, what do you?" make of that then it's high up
0: now John you recall hearing during the during the, the chat as you were like travelling around and securing supplies and stuff like that you remember hearing from one of the villagers a Hiran Milliken, that the they'd heard from some of the the population of Castlemaine that the the whale song forest is a strange cursed place littered with these skeletons of strange beasts. Okay.
1: So I wonder why, Mar, if that the the bones of the creatures that live in that forest or that died in that forest many years ago. Would be a a great many years ago
2: if well I if we think it was on the ground to start with. Mm-hmm. Would have been a long time ago. Uh, I I guess if we're gonna take the word of whoever that was.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, um,
2: okay. Uh, that is... Perhaps we can have
1: a look when we're over there and get some.
2: Mm. Uh, Prove well, that these
1: stories are true or not. Um, I
2: I've I've talked to some sailors and I, I think. We might be able to make a good bit of uh, trade. Uh, either of you good with the with the blade uh, carving? Because if we get some of that and we scrimshaw it, we could trade it huh. to take back home. Um, mm. I guess home is here now, but to take back home. Yeah. To the other home uh, that that might be very profitable people do enjoy the the strange maritime I've, I've been assured of this by sailors I don't know myself but uh, not much of a seaman myself but I, I think if we get the chance we should definitely take a look there's uh, a sizable piece of bone uh, scrawl on that and and sell it
0: I I agree I agree okay so hopefully you guys can see on the roll 20 map there is like a red map pin showing where you mm-hmm. guys are currently in the settlement of new seal Land. so what i'd like obviously we're going to i'm going to break this down a bit more than i would normally just because we're all getting used to like this system so we're going to follow the wilderness um, procedure for traveling across the map so that is that first of all you guys decide your sort of course of travel, I'm assuming it's to the west towards Castlemaine. So the the next thing to do is to determine whether you manage to to keep going in a straight line, whether you manage to lose direction. So I'm going to ask one of you, it's up to you which one it is, to roll a d6. If you get a 1, you have got lost. Now, if you have any abilities that... In your class, that sort of alter this, I'm going to rely on you guys to shout it out. I'm just going to let the default rules. Okay. Uh, when, I've got it lined up. Were, oh, sorry. Go. So, on. Yeah. Okay. I'm all, So, three. Okay. That's absolutely fine. So, you guys start traveling across the map. As you're traveling.
3: Oscar will be taking notes, by the way.
0: That is absolutely fine, you've got parchment in a pen and you see you're scribbling away. You're obviously you're moving sort of reasonably slowly because you're obviously on foot. You start travelling across the the sort of broken scrubby plains towards the Great River. You've been travelling for about six miles when you reach the shores of this great river it's fast flowing appears to be flowing from north to south and as you sort of look to the south following the direction of its flow you can hear the rushing of the water heading past you you can see sort of in the distance maybe about six seven miles further to the south you can see where the rushing torrent meets the waters Of the sea in a great bay and you can see the glassy expanse of the the arctic waters beyond the river is like i say fairly fast flowing it looks to be pretty deep it's quite wide there doesn't appear to be any bridge there at the moment
1: Um, if I approach it and put my hand in, how cold does the water feel?
0: The is water it like glacier. The water is extremely cold. You suspect, given the temperature, I mean, like you literally like dip your hand in and you have to like take it out pretty quickly. You expect okay. it must be flowing down from perhaps one of the great glaciers to the north. It's not. It's not fully like glacial water. So perhaps there's like slightly warmer waters flowing into it from elsewhere. But it's pretty damn cold. Okay. Uh, how wide is the river?
1: Where the, at the part we're at,
0: the river's probably about i don't know probably 100 foot okay and it's a fast flowing sorry did you say it is fairly fast flowing as you look you can see that there are sort of rocky sort of outcroppings sort of like jutting up from the water at various points which are churning up the waters And probably also helping to like stop it from being quite so glacially cold, and sort of agitating it. You can see the foam spraying up as the water hits these many rocks that are dotted amongst the river. Okay.
1: Um, Would it be reasonable that uh, kind of pioneers like us might be able to make a a canoe or a raft or something to that effect?
0: you certainly could however in order to do that you would need to obviously get like a a fair supply of wood so that would involve you like detouring to to some way either have to go back to the village see if you can scrounge any wood from there but you know that most of the supplies that the village have have been used to make these buildings and these shelters so the only other real source of wood nearby is the the wolf forest to the northeast okay we might go up river a bit to see if it
2: um, there's a
1: ford further up
2: yeah and um because it lets into the sea over there it's wider on this end i think yeah maybe okay. so maybe if we go up the river
1: yeah because we, we'll also have to bring the supplies back over the river as yeah. well yeah um okay so let's go follow the river for like six miles north and see
0: if we've come across a ford of some description okay so obviously you guys are following the river so there's no chance of you getting lost here so you travel north for six miles, you don't see anything like a ford, however the river, as Weimar rightly surmised, the river is a good deal narrower in this section and there are still many rocks jutting out of it you think it might be possible to use the rocks to cross the river here but obviously they're slippy, they're they're covered in spray and foam so it, it's a it's not an entirely without risk proposition but it's doable
1: okay well i do have rope so i can tie the rope around myself and you guys can hold the other end of it and i can try mm-hmm. and if i do slip you can pull me out of the water mm-hmm. um and then i guess the next person can let the rope go, and the next person can come across, and then the third person can come across finally.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that, that's not a problem. So I'm going to ask John Cameron, can you please make me a dex roll? Okay, okay. so. Cameron gets about halfway across, picking his way quite gingerly across these rocks. You two are holding onto the rope. He's just about made it to like halfway. He puts his foot on a rock, and the rock unexpectedly shifts, and you see him sort of lurch over to one side and start to go into the water.
2: Okay, uh,
0: reeling back. Okay, no. Or towards the rocks. I don't know if he's able to climb up or. Okay, you guys managed to reel him back to your side of the riverbank. Unfortunately, you are, you are quite wet now, Cameron, which isn't too much of a problem at the minute. I like, so the sun's just coming up. We're, we're at the start of summer here. So there are only two seasons in Balconan: a short summer and a long, bitterly cold winter. But. When it starts getting dark or if the wind starts picking up, that's going to be a problem if you can't manage to get yourself dry down. Okay. But you are are back on the bank with your companions.
1: Okay. Is there any kind of uh,
0: shrubs or forestry or anything, any kind of shoe nearby? There are a number of low-lying sort of hardy shrubs around, yeah.
1: Okay. So I guess what I'm looking to do is to light a very small fire. I kind of try and dry my clothes and get something resembling warm again. If we're interested and want to take a bit of time,
2: um, uh, since we're here, I I can take a trunk from the woods over yonder. I point at the edge of the wolf woods there and um, haul it back in and then maybe we put it in because there's the rocks uh, put it there as a sort of extremely makeshift and poor I hesitate to say bridge because it's not that but it's something to use to get ourselves across Um, so uh, Cameron if you're you're fine you went into the, the water and you're still relatively good so if we even if we fall, we might use the trunk to basically walk forward the the thing um, by leveraging it against the rocks. Uh, Now, of course, we will be wet by the time we're over, and we can't really come back with a lot of supplies, but I suppose when we're coming back, let's actually fashion a, a real crossing apparatus, but
1: you know, I wonder do we just since we're not so close to the forest now yeah. do we just go and cut down a number of trees and build a, a small boat uh, that is um, a raft yeah, yeah um, that we can leave on the other side um, and even use to travel down closer to Castle May. Um you know and also uh, the actions of cutting the trees down will also help me get warm again mm-hmm.
2: off to the woods then So uh, we're we're going to the the uh, this this hex. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Out come the axe and uh, chop 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 chop. And uh, me and Cameron both have uh, rope, so we're gonna try and make a raft. Are we better off
1: making a canoe? Just kind of using it to dig out the. It's gonna take a lot of time, though.
2: Even not like I'm not saying a raft doesn't, but. Yeah, if we make an actual canoe, uh,
1: it's going to be a whole thing. It's just with so many rocks in the river, I wonder would it be just peace? Yeah. Uh, well,
3: John, we may. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Oscar, please. call me Oscar. We 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 may find um, a, a tree that's fallen over that's um, perhaps rotted on on the on the car that uh, that may easier to fashion
2: hmm. okay I don't know how that works not not really uh, the, the boat righty type myself but nope. just, sure. just a thought yeah I, I mean yeah so I guess let's look for uh, a,
0: a fallen log okay so I'm going to ask one of you it's up to you who it is roll me a d6 if you get a one or a two you've managed to find a sort of sufficiently sized tree that's fallen down and that isn't completely rotten and useless okay
1: i'll do that
0: Ooh, one. okay yes yeah. so one. It, it takes a fair amount of time so obviously you've done quite a bit of traveling it's another six miles to get to like the outskirts of the wolf woods so It's actually starting to just sort of get to like twilight and it's starting to get darker. The temperature is dropping noticeably. Luckily, you've you've sort of warmed up a bit in your travels, but you're still starting to get quite cold, um, Cameron. However, as you're all exploring the outskirts of the wolf woods, looking around you do indeed find what appears to be a, a large tree that appears to have collapsed under its own weight. And you can see pe- perhaps one of the villagers from your own village started trying to chop it down or something and then gave up, you're not sure. But there does appear to be like a large chunk of it missing already. You could perhaps turn into a a canoe of some kind. Did
3: Did the village elder give us a... Time scale, time limit, even.
0: No, he just said that uh, the the village of Castlemaine had offered to share some supplies, and that he was going to send you guys to pick them up. Oh, good, good. Well, I'll, um,
3: I'll I'll help as much as I can, but um, I, I shall I shall I shall be lookout. I'll, I'll watch out for any dangers. Okay, in which case.
0: Oscar, can you please make me a surprise roll? That's a D. That's a D6. A result of one or two means that you are surprised. Okay. So whilst uh, John and Weimar are sort of like looking at this tree, they're like manhandling it into position, working out how they can like carve it out, etc., and you're sort of keeping a lookout from a, a small rise, Oscar. You start noticing several sort of fairly large furred bodies slinking through the woods and as the as the moon's sort of rising as it's getting more towards actual night, you can see that there appear to be a number of wolves slowly converging on your current position, no doubt drawn by the sounds of activity as you're having to sort of like deal with these uh, these trees.
3: Uh, what, what am I? Uh, John, um, what's up, Oscar? Wolves? Wolves, okay. And how far
1: away from us are the wolves?
3: Okay, Hope they'll be here very soon. I, I, I will tell
0: you how far away they are because handily the uh, the encounter procedure covers this. Mm-mm. okay that's obviously not worked but no mind okay so because they're obviously you're on their home turf they're used to sort of like slinking through the woodland unseen and they're obviously trying to move they're almost stalking you by the time you see them Oscar I mean you're a a bit sort of away from your companions you're on this rise They're, they're only like 10 foot away from you oh crap run yeah, not a problem. You quickly skedaddle back to uh, your companion, so that's not a problem.
3: Uh, hide behind the YMR.
0: So, uh,
1: once we, I know that there's something coming, um, I want to pull out my rifle. Um, and really, what I'm trying to do is to shoot one of them, but also try and make enough noise to scare the rest of them off.
0: Um, okay so what we need to do now is we need to roll initiative so someone on your side you need to roll a d6 for yourselves and i will roll a d6 for the wolves Oh, no. okay so the wolves are going first they are going to Okay, so they're not actually just, like, full-bore charging towards you. They seem to be being quite cautious because, after all, they don't know exactly how many of you there are. They're sort of, like, stalking around. Obviously, they're animals. They're not They're not just going to charge in and sort of try and, like, deal with a prey that may be more well-equipped than they are. So they're sort of slowly circling around, probably trying to get a get a better gauge on your numbers and they are going to use their their first action to sort of move themselves into position sort of fanning out around you as they're doing this you can see there must be must be at least 10 or 11 of these like normal sized wolves with this sort of gray white pelts and they're sort of fanning out obviously trying to surround you So that's their move. Okay, so... so see, John, can I ask, uh,
2: what is the situation with the, uh, the boat? How far have we made progress with it? Well, the boat, I mean... The, okay, the, yeah. A rotten by, canoe.
0: By the time the wolves turned up, you were pretty much done with the canoe. Okay. And it's obviously the noise of you guys sort of like hollowing yeah. it out and getting it ready. Yeah. That's attracted their attention. Okay, so since they've done their move and you guys aren't surprised, it, it's over to you guys to, to do your actions. I'm going to shoot at one of them and try and stare them all off. Okay, that's absolutely grand. So, since we're using the uh, the firearms rules from Lamentations of the Flame Princess for this, make your shot. Oh boy. I
2: I, I miss. Yeah, you definitely used up your rolls. Yes,
0: yes, I did. Okay. (laughs) Terrifying. Now, obviously, that's going to take you like 10 rounds to reload that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. However, as per the rolls in here, the discharge of a firearm causes an immediate morale check on certain types of foes. Certainly it does in this case because they're normal animals. They're not a supernatural beast or anything like that. They're just wolves looking for easy prey. So, I'm going to make a morale check for them. Which, I will be astounded if they pass. And indeed, they don't. So, as you like, <laughs> fire off your rifle, there's a loud crack of the discharge of your weapon. There's a billowing puff of this acrid smoke comes out of it. You don't hit any of these wolves. But as the, the loud noise echoes throughout the woods, the wolves immediately scatter and disappear back into the trees.
1: Okay. Um, so I'll reload as quickly as I can and then suggest that we get our canoe and maybe get onto the far side of the river. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm already sitting up to call it back there. <laughs> Yeah, you sort of
0: you sort of turn around to be like, oh, why not? We should probably get any time. <laughs> like, I'm carrying it to the water's edge, probably with Oscar mm-hmm. helping him.
3: Yeah, I'll, I shall help it as much as possible. Okay, no problem. What, what shall I do? Shall I hold this end? Oh, oh, oh it's heavy. <laughs> yeah, no, just push. Okay, oh,
0: push. so you've got the canoe to the to the water's edge. You can see all these rocky sort of. Outcroppings that I described previously, and the water sort of rushing over it, foaming as it heads down towards the bay. Are you just like pushing off and jumping in? I think so. Yeah. Well, I, I guess guessing so
1: we've like, also made a few paddles
0: as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, was yeah, so, yeah. I was assuming. I was assuming you made some paddles. I just wanted to want to jump in if I didn't have paddles. I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not, and I'm, I'm a bit harsh sometimes, but I'm definitely not harsh enough when like jumping a canoe to be like, mm, 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 you didn't say you were making any paddles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you to please make a dexterity roll and you break I, I, your neck. I, I, and you I'm, I'm gonna creek. So. I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna assume that they're, they're not really sort of paddles or such. You basically just got like sort of sturdy branches. branches you know, you right. can like shove it off rocks and sort of almost like right. gondola style, sort of.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so you push the canoe into the water. You all jump in, and soon you're swept off down river. Now, I'm gonna ask which of you. is gonna be a strength check. I'm going to ask one of you to make a strength check, and this is just... You will make it to a point where you can reach the shore. This is just to see how well your sort of makeshift canoe survives, because obviously you're having to, like, push it past these rocks and stuff like that. So can one of you please make me a strength check? It's up to you which, which of you is the strongest and which is to do that.
1: Well, I try. Are you?
2: Yeah, you feel free.
0: I'm like John Average
2: over here. So.
4: Okay
0: okay so as you're sort of heading down the this rapid flowing river there are a few unnerving bumps and lurches as you go over smaller rocks but the canoe's still in pretty good shape when you make it to the shoreline now by the time you've made it to the shore and you've pushed it it's like obviously you're all you're all sweating again from the exertion of having to like pull this this canoe and sort of try and push it to the shore despite the river trying to sweep you out to sea and it is the depths of night by the time you manage to like get onto shore you're all breathing quite heavily like i say you're all sweating under your furs the temperature has dropped significantly now it's getting very cold indeed um
1: should we can we is there any lights coming from castlemaine
0: Oddly enough, no, as you look in the direction where you think Castle Maine should be based on where you've been travelling, so you've got a reasonable idea of where you are. Because obviously you've been, been using natural landmarks to plot your course. Yeah, and there's lo- only the river. Exactly, right? yeah, so. there's the river and the woods. So <laughs> you're pretty much like, well, if we've, if we've gone down river a bit and we've come ashore sort of roughly here, it should be somewhere to the southwest of us. However, as you look to the southwest and there's very little moonlight at the moment... You can't see any signs of lights or fires.
2: I think they're—it's um, a thing of belief.
1: They—they they turn out in the evening.
0: And how late is it, John? Like it's—it's—it's—it's it, it's, okay. it, it's late. It's like eleven o'clock at night. Okay.
1: Very
2: dark here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> in other words. <laughs> However, as you guys are looking around and it's very difficult to see, sort of like even a few feet in front of you unless you like lit torches, you can hear this getting closer and closer. From where? It appears to be coming sort of from the, from the west, southwest. And as you watch, you see what appears to be a horse, a, a brown horse. Yeah. It has a saddle on it, like a fairly crude saddle, but a saddle nonetheless. However, it does not have a rider, and it appears to be just sort of like running roughly in your direction. It's not trying to like deliberately get to you. It's just vaguely heading in your direction. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I'd like to reach out and... Um... <clears throat> Try and grab it by the bridle and try and calm it down. Um, And I have some animal training background. Um, Indeed, indeed you do. Hopefully, that'll. And and I'm not going to make
0: you make a roll for that because it's just a scared horse. Again, it's not like a beast trying to attack you. You've got animal training. So as the as the horse sort of goes past, you sort of grab hold of the the bridle, the reins that are sort of hanging flapping loose as it's running and you're sort of like whispering softly to it and like muttering softly trying to calm it down and after maybe 5-10 minutes you've got it calmed down to a reasonable degree and as you're doing this you can actually see John that it has a wound on its right flank like a claw mark okay. down its right flank that's quite deep okay. it's not going to be fatal but
1: Okay. Um, okay, so I guess what I'll try and do then is clean the wound as best I can. Um,
0: yeah, that's fine. You, you you get some water from the river. You, like I say, it's it's glacial water, so it's pretty pure. You, you you put some water on it. You clean it out as best as you can. The horse whinnies and neighs a bit while you're doing this. Obviously, it's in some discomfort but you you do manage to like clean it out okay you're pretty sure the uh, wound's not infected okay cool um
1: okay so assuming we've put the boat up and it's safely out of the water uh, i'll turn to weimar and oscar and say um i think we should follow the tracks of the horse and see where its rider is yeah um yeah might as well
2: that okay. uh, could be people having a having a rough time because you're not just gonna let go of your horse around here no. are you so no you're not probably best get to making sure that your powder there is dry yes because it might be a thing i hope not but it might be a thing
1: uh, i actually have a powder horn so the powder didn't actually get wet which is it seemed like extravagant at the time, but now that I've fallen into the river, I'm like, that was such a good boy. Turn, turns okay. out, yeah, they,
0: they've been thinking about it. <laughs> okay, now if you're attempting to follow the horse's tracks, I believe rangery types have, a, have an ability called tracking. Yeah. Okay, so at first level, your base chance of success is 20% you're on soft ground, so that gives you an extra plus 20. The tracks are recent, so no modifier to that. So you have a 40% chance of being able to follow the horse's tracks, so make yourself
2: a John, I bet this isn't covered, but um, is there a way for me to assist? I'm not a ranger, but my
0: sort of profession is hunting. Okay, so As you correctly guessed, there isn't a specific (laughs) rule to cover it, but what what I'm going to say is that the assistance of Wymar will add an additional 5% to your roll. Okay. Ooh, not so much. Okay. It's it's, very dark lads, I'm sorry I can't find. It is very dark and it's not that you don't find the tracks. it's the fact that this horse has obviously been sort of like running around for like a fair old while mm-hmm. so it's like crisscrossed its tracks and it's been running around sort of in circles so you've there's almost too many tracks for you to say just go yes this horse came from there so you okay. found, you found the tracks but there's not like a single trail that you can easily follow okay so Okay,
1: so should we try and find the village now, or do you want to wait until daylight? And... I don't necessarily... This is the thing, right? Uh,
2: I don't... You never want to go out when it's dark. No. Because you don't want to be the one with the torch, right? And no. Then the other side of that particular coin is whoever lost the horse did it either in the very recent uh, past... Or they might otherwise be in, in a spot of bother, so they might not have time until the morning. So, I guess this is this is when we decide that. Uh, Oscar, do you have any any ideas on that? Because um, there's there's risks either way. True. Yeah. I think
3: I think we should uh, we should find someone. to camp and see the night that is pointless wandering around we may get hurt ourselves hmm.
2: so John, um of the gm variety is there uh a, a, a place one could try and set up uh night spots
0: okay well sort of having a look around as, as much as you can you can obviously as I said see that there's another forest to the west the, it runs fairly close to the edge of the river but there is a thin strip of sort of land that you're in now which is effectively clear the river doesn't, sorry the forest doesn't run right up to the edge of the river so you could quite conceivably sort of either camp in the forest or you could camp in the, the sort of empty ground nearer to the edge of the river and that, that that's just from what you can see at the minute, obviously you could wander around a bit and look for somewhere better, but as Oscar said, sort of travelling at night in the pitch black could be quite dangerous yeah.
1: Is there any kind of like little hills or kind of shelter, or is it like pure open as far as we can see? It, it, it's pretty much open as
0: far as you can see Okay Okay, well,
2: uh, I don't think there's a lot of options here, so I'm going to say probably let's stick as close as we can to the water, uh, because in that if if something goes wrong, um, we can have the canoe ready, uh, cross. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah. So we're gonna announce
0: ourselves by a fire because I do yeah. think the night is cold. So the the night is extremely cold, yeah. to the point where like if it i mean you can't really see this because it's too dark but if it were lighter or there were more moonlight you would be able to see the sort of plumes of your breath emerging mm-hmm. from you the temperature has dropped quite severely and you're all starting to feel a bit of a chill because you've obviously sweated under your clothes with your oh, exertions boy. of the previous day
2: okay guess, so forage for some kindling food and oh, kindle yeah. Yeah. yeah get 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 the fire going and uh
0: ding into the rations i i think yep so each of you will need to consume one of your rations or if you wish you can choose to forage and look for food
2: i'm i'm gonna try and hunt in the darkness
0: because that's gonna go well okay that's absolutely fine so make me a d6 roll normally you would have a one in six chance but I believe you're a sort of huntsman type anyway, aren't you? Yeah, that's
2: my... So uh, so I'll give you a two in
0: six chance.
2: Okay, Okay. let's see.
0: Come on!
1: Do we we both roll, or is it one roll for the group?
0: It's one roll for the group.
1: Perfect.
0: Uh, However, that's for hunting, so if someone else wants to forage, you can do that.
1: I'd definitely like to forage. Um,
0: Okay, so roll a d6, you've got a one in six chance, standard. There we go sorry I actually have a two and six chance because I'm a ranger yeah that's fine I'm just reading out the standard rules if you yeah just yeah. I trust you guys to put them in. okay so your foraging goes astoundingly well. you actually venture into the the sort of very edge of the whale song forest and now you're in it you can see that what Weimar saw from a distance while you were in the, the village of New Zealand seems to be true, and as you're sort of exploring the edges of it, at various intervals you can see that the skeletons of various piscine creatures, fish, etc, but they're sort of, they're almost bedecking the branches of the great pine trees here, like some sort of grisly festive decorations. Okay. However, as you're searching around, berries, uh, roots, etc, seem to be fairly plentiful on the outskirts and by the time you've returned you're literally like holding like an armful of like berries and various like small sort of fruit like fruits like blackberries and stuff like that and uh, various plants that you know can be eaten and you've actually got enough food for six people okay with your foraging so for, for this none of it's going to last it's all fairly perishable but for this evening none of you need to use your rations uh, John comes back from his like foraging and just like dumps down this like sort of like, bit, holding his like uh, his shirt up to like gather the gather the berries in, just like dumps them down next to the fire. And there is easily enough food there to sustain you all. You get a fire going, and it's soon crackling away nicely. For the first time, casting a little bit of a light around this area—a dull sort of amber glow. You can still hear the sound of the river flowing past you to the east, and with this new source of light, as you look to the west, you can see the, the outskirts of the Whale Song Forest, as I've just described them to John, and you can just about make out, maybe three, four, five miles to the west, you can just about make out what looked to be the shape of buildings. But they're not lit you can just sort of like vaguely make out these dark shapes sort of rising out of the landscape and you all settle in for the evening i assume you one of you is going to be on watch at various times yeah yeah definitely okay yeah. that's absolutely fine the night although extremely cold passes without incident thanks to the the supplies that John has managed to forage pretty much whoever's on watch just sort of like feeds the fire as well to like keep it going throughout the night because obviously it would otherwise burn down so although you don't have a comfortable night at least you're warm nothing ranges out of the forest to cause you any significant problems and the next morning the sun starts rising above the horizon and the temperature slowly begins to rise a little now the now the sun is in the sky looking across to the west you can indeed see that the the shapes that you believe to be buildings are stone buildings small sort of stone huts you can't hear any sounds of like uh, talking or anything like that or any village bells being rung or see any lights or fires or anything like that but you can see the, the shape of these stone buildings about 6 miles to the south west
1: Okay. And now that we're um it's daylight again, is there any sign of the horse's rider or any kind of uh, blood on the the snow or anything that we can see in the, the distance?
0: There does appear to be some blood on the snow, and well, you think it's probably come from the horse.
1: Okay. And if I find out where the snow on the horse is. Can I check the tracks there and see if I have any sense of what attacked the
0: horse? Okay, you think as you're looking at it, that the the claw marks look almost like they were made by a bear of some kind. Uh, However, they don't look exactly like uh, a bear's claw marks, but they're very similar.
1: Okay. Okay, so... It's strange that there's nothing moving in the village. I suggest that we approach really slowly um, and quite quietly um, and see if we can get some sense of what's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you all start moving towards this small cluster of stone villages. Like I say, it's about six miles away. As you reach, village of Castlemaine, it becomes clear that something horrible has transpired here. There are the remnants of small, shattered wooden buildings scattered around the snow covered ground. Blood stains the snow everywhere you look, and even some of the stone structures show signs of damage on them. There is. Dumb. Other than that, there are no signs of life in the village.
1: Okay. Is there any tracks that show my, what, what might have happened or anything left in the
0: snow? Okay. Make your tracking roll. Same chance as previous. Obviously, you can still get the plus 5% for one more assisting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that looks good. Okay. So as you're looking around, again, there are lots of tracks, but now it's daylight. You have an easier time making them out. You can see what appear to be numerous track marks of people moving around. The way the tracks are scattered, it looks as though some sort of, perhaps like a panicked defense of the village took place here. And there are also large tracks that resemble that of a great bear. those tracks appear to sort of enter the village from the west and then sort of head back in a similar direction
1: and uh do human tracks today they scatter or is there any sense of what happened to the people
0: okay you continue exploring the village and as I said it appears as though when this creature attacked the village also the villagers came out To defend it, you do indeed find a couple of bodies lying sort of half buried in the snow as you're searching about. They all appear to have been severely mauled. Okay. Can I? Sorry, go ahead. I'll say whilst whilst John's examining all these tracks, what are Wymar and Oscar
3: up to? is quite uh, perturbed by this sight so he's he's trying not to look at the dead bodies or much of the blood but it does it seem odd that all this mayhem has been caused by a bear is that is that right it seems excessive but are these buildings all timber or were they built with uh, stone it, it looks as
0: though as you're sort of like you, you've moved a little bit away from where John is because obviously you don't want to look at the bodies and as you're looking around it looks as though there were originally some stone buildings here which is unsurprising because you know that they're supposed to colonise some existing buildings but it also looks as though they built some like additional wooden structures like smaller buildings around most of which are now trashed the stone buildings are damaged however as you're moving around you pass by the ruins of a small collapsed Wooden building, and you're just about to turn away, Oscar, when you hear the sound of like a faint sobbing coming from inside the partially collapsed wooden building.
3: I, I shall if uh, if Weimar's looking my way, I shall wave him over, and I shall approach the the half collapsed building yeah. slowly. Yeah. And, uh, hello. Uh,
2: Weimar is, uh, has been and will continue to uh, look around and approach uh, now uh, Oscar with uh, with an arrow. now.
0: Okay, Oscar, can you please roll me a d6? You won't get anything but a one.
3: <laughs> Don't say that, Jim. Oh, I'll use the dice roller. Here we go.
0: Okay, so Pretty as you as you're sort of approaching this partially collapsed wooden building, sort of like calling out, a a firearm is discharged from inside the the wooden building. There's a louder <coughs> the crack of a black powder weapon, and a faint wisp of smoke drifts out from the wooden structure. Now it's obvious whoever was inside has just sort of like fired it in like a wild panic. They've they've not aimed at you. They've just sort of like heard a noise and gone. <coughs> <coughs>
3: Okay. Dive to one side.
0: Yeah, you th- you throw yourself dramatically to one side, and you hear a, a a panicked and terrified voice from inside chat.
3: "You'll not take me, devil!"
0: Uh,
2: well, yeah, if because Oscar is diving away, <laughs> and uh, I was already going that way, because um, it's a black powder weapon. Uh, I'm going to drop my bow and arrow, uh, draw. Uh, my sword and my hand axe, which isn't really the thing I use for a weapon, but I uh, well. Uh, and I'm just gonna like bull charge wherever this this person is firing from, thinking, oh well, they used their shot, so they're yep. not
0: gonna fire <laughs> Okay, so you, you charge up to this uh this small like partially collapsed like wooden shack basically sort of like kick open the door. And as you do, yep. you find the entire the entirety of the inside, like, all the furniture's everywhere. It's all been trashed, and there's a panicked-looking man in like ragged clothes with a small sort of like flintlock pistol, and he's very sort of panically with like shakily hands trying to like reload this like pistol. I, he, he hasn't got time to reload that pistol. He just <laughs> sort of, like yeah. kick open the door, and you stood there with your short sword <laughs> and your axe, and he's like, basically, the idea is like rush them, not
2: even trying to. Like necessarily kill anyone, but like get in their face so they can't reload the thing. So like, yeah. if, if they're they're trying to reload it, like get the because
0: the axe uh, has kind of a hook, so like hook it with the axe, <laughs> so, like yeah. yank it away. You, you you knock the pistol out of his shaking hands with no real effort whatsoever. However, it's re- the the fellow's reaction is somewhat surprising because as you do this, rather than like flinching away or trying to punch you or anything like that, he actually sort of like. Because he's like on the floor, sort of trying to mm-hmm. reload this. He actually sort of like throws his arms around your legs, not to try and trip you up, as though yeah. almost as though he's sort of like embracing you. And he's like, yeah. Oh my God, thank you, thank you. Okay. Uh, so, um, and
2: <laughs> I guess because uh, he's, he's going for the legs, like I like spin the short sword around and like get ready to come down with it. And then I realize like he's sobbing, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and like, t- tears are streaming yeah. down his face. Uh, I, I I dropped the weapons again I like, grabbed the the fellow's uh, head I was like don't do that he like, whoever oh, you are
0: I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I, 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 thought, I thought you were that devil c- could come back to take me and he sort of like Whoa. clutches onto your legs like he's a like he's a drowning man clinging to Clinging to the timbers of a wrecked ship amidst a the tempest. <laughs> there's no, there's no devils here, but there was, there
2: was almost two unnecessarily dead men. Please, and I, I'm, I'm trying to like pry him up yeah, from it, before.
0: He looks quite malnourished. He has like, no real strength, so you can easily sort of like prise him off. Obviously, John, you'll have heard this going on, so you can come into this scene when and if you see fit. It, and you, see, you sort of gently like remove him from your legs. Why not? and he almost like collapses. You can see he's like he's obviously running on like adrenaline, yeah, and, like nervous was. energy. Yeah. And now he's seen you guys, like other people. Just the relief <laughs> flows through him, and like all the energy goes out, and, and he pretty much just like slumps to the floor where you put him.
2: Okay, um, so I, I'll if if someone else is coming in there, I'll like motion towards the guy, uh, sit down my pack, and I'm, I'm digging out like a uh, like a piece of of uh, jerky. Uh, from uh, my rations
0: yep. to like stick into the guy's hand. No problems, cross off one of your rations. He, he, t- he okay. takes it off you and he says, like, oh, thank you, thank you. And then he like, greedily like, devours this like he's not eating anything in days. He barely pauses to chew it. He eats it so quickly, just like crams it into his face. You can see he, he looks extremely nervous. Like Whenever one of you moves or, or like there's a sound, he's like... <clears throat>
3: Well, I'll go and crouch down next to him. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, because I I went for half elf, I had to switch a couple of stats around. I needed at least a uh, charisma nine, so it's gone to twelve. That's fine. So I guess I'm the talker. The face. So, yeah. <laughs> um. I, yeah. I, I, what what happened here, uh, Mister um, Okay, he says, uh,
0: uh, "McGee, M- M- uh, Horatio McGee." He says, uh, I-, "I don't know exactly what happened. I was, uh, uh, I was, uh, I-, I was inside my my house when the the." And he looks around this like shabby, almost like annihilated shack, and he's like, uh, I-, "I tried going out to help, but something something struck me and." It, it must have knocked me out, and he, he sort of reaches up to his head, and you can see there's like a, a deep cut across his forehead. He well, says, that looks he nasty. Says, w- w- when I awoke, I, I, th- I thought I heard a, a child's voice calling out for help, and I I, I was just, just just, about to go out to see if I could help, and then I, I saw something large and furry moving outside the house, and I, through, through the cracks in the, uh, the, the water, I, I glimpsed this, this great beast and I you you may think I'm delirious but I tell you now the 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 voice it was coming from the beast itself some devil sent to sent to destroy our village and what did the beast say it it, it sounded like a a child's voice calling out for help and when was this Three three days ago, I've uh, uh, every time I've I think it must have taken some of the others away. Uh, every time I've thought about going out, I've I've heard it moving, and I've I, I've not dared leave the house. I've had apart from what your friend gave me any sort of holds up a shaky hand, gesturing at Weimar. I've I've not dead leave, and I've had nothing to eat in three days.
1: Mm-hmm. And. How 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 long is it since you last heard him here?
0: He says, he says it was a couple of days ago I, I, I last heard it. Okay. Um. And in fact, as he's saying that, from some distance off, you hear a voice going, Help. Help.
2: I'm gonna go take a look.
4: Help,
2: Pop. Get, get that pistol loaded, and I'll like motion towards the thing on the floor.
0: Okay. So as you're looking around and you're sort of like listening, from one of the sort of larger surviving stone buildings, the voice appears to be coming from the other side of it. And this voice carries yeah, I'll on like.
2: Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll go get my uh, my bow and arrow, and uh... I'll get my myself? rifle
1: ready and try and move with the opposite direction from weimer so that we're not in
3: the same place okay does it sound like a child
0: no no, it's it just sounds like it It just sounds like a a normal adult
2: if possible is it like from behind a a building yeah strafe around um like some distance away uh with the with the arrow sort of ready. So sort of when if if the building is is like this, then like moving this way, and trying to see if there's anything behind the building.
0: Okay, so can you please make me a roll? I'm just going to check the sheet to see what's most applicable. Boom, boom, boom. I think we'll probably go with a dex roll. I think that's how it works.
2: Uh, yeah, the roll works, but the result doesn't.
0: Okay, so you creep round the side of the building. John, you're sort of going a bit wide in a different direction. As you creep round the building, you see what appears to be this tall sort of. I mean, it must be like nine foot tall if it was stood up. Sort of silver-tipped furred bear, but where a normal bear's face would be, it's almost as though the the skull of the bear has grown through its fur so it always appears that the flesh has been sort of like flensed off the actual face of the bear and you can see it's in the process of sort of basically like ripping chunks of meat out of a body no doubt one of the villagers and sort of greedily devouring that saliva running out of its mouth as you move around you accidentally knock one of the like little bits of rubble and there's a loud like The bear immediately turns to face you. It it opens its fangs more wide. However, instead of a a huge bellowing roar emerging, you hear this voice go, Help! Coming from inside the jaws of this skull-like bear. And then Mm. it starts bounding across the ground towards you, saliva dribbling from its maw. So, can one of you guys make a D6 initiative roll? Do you want to do it, Cameron? You've been... Okay, Okay, so you guys are going to get to act first. This huge skull bear creature is pounding towards Weimar, obviously getting ready to leap on him with its claws. And each time it opens its mouth instead of a growl, a voice each time slightly different comes out of its mouth shouting for help. Although as it's sort of like roaring, the voice takes on an aggressive sort of almost like blood curdling tone. Okay. Okay. So I think uh
1: I'll be kind of twenty five feet to the to the side, and what I want to try and do is shoot the creature before it gets to Weimar.
0: Okay. So make your attack wrong.
1: Okay, which is here. Ooh. Okay.
0: Is this, if this is your rifle, I forgot this previously, so I do apologize. There is a 2 in 10 chance of a rifle misfiring, so you need to roll me a D10. Okay. Eight. Okay, so your rifle does discharge... So, if you misfire, you don't get. They don't have to make a morale check, so it just goes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there is a loud. <coughs> as you fire off this rifle, you miss the creature, but it does need to make a morale check, so I'll roll for that. Okay, however, it <coughs> passes its morale check and continues barreling towards Weimar. Weimar, what are you doing? Uh.
2: There were intact buildings, right? Uh, not all of them were demolished. Okay. I'm, I'm going to uh, sling the bow on my back, uh, run to uh, the buildings, and
0: uh, try and get into one. Yeah, that's fine. You, I mean, it's a very small village, so you won't have yeah. a problem doing that. Uh, Although to be honest, you're not sure like the the wooden door of the building you're into is going to stand up to this creature for very long. But, but you are inside one of the buildings. Yeah. Okay, Oscar, what are you doing?
3: Uh, I'll turn, turn to this chap, uh, McGee. Did you say his name?
0: Indeed, Horatio McGee. Horatio McGee.
3: I'll. Um, he, he's sort of trying to
0: scramble like further back into his house as he's heard this creature. And he, he looks absolutely terrified. Upon him. he's almost like gibbering with fright.
3: Uh, do, do you have a spear? He's
0: like, uh, uh, and, he, Anything? and he, he he points towards the far wall, and you can see what l- looks to be like a hunter's spear, sort of leant up against the wall. Right. It, it doesn't look really in very good condition, but serviceable.
3: Yeah, snatch it up and uh, get ready to go outside.
0: assist if necessary Okay, no problems so you you grab hold of this spear does d6 damage you run outside you can see the the bear creature on it's turn it barrels towards the building that's got Weimar in and it pretty much just like starts it pretty much demolishes the door like the wooden door that's on the building you're in Weimar but that is going to take it's turn it pretty much crashes into the door and demolishes it, although it's too big to get through like the little wooden door. So basically, just like its head sort of coming through, and like its four paws. Okay, hey,
2: that's uh, Cameron then, I think? Well, it's up to you guys what turn you go. Uh, what yeah. order are you going? Well, I'm, I'm happy to get that order. Okay,
0: so Cameron obviously it's going to take you ten rounds to reload your...
1: Yeah, um... Okay, so the creature has stuck its head in the door.
0: Yeah, basically, for, for John and uh, Oscar, you can just see like the back end of this creature sort of sticking out through the door. Its four paws and its skull-like face are inside the building where why has gone.
1: Okay, so what I would like to try and do is uh, kind of run up behind it and... This is such a terrible idea. Um, What I really want to do is try and get on its back, right? (laughs) (laughs) And kind of not so much on its back, but kind of like a running jump onto the back of it. And then I really want to try and stick my... um, I have like what I consider to be like a Jim Bowie knife, you know, like a big eight-inch knife. I want to try and stick it into the back of its neck where its neck is kind of going through the door.
0: Okay, so is your main intent doing this, which isn't a problem, you can do that, is your main intent to damage the creature or to, be, to, to basically be like riding on the back of it, what, what's your main intent? Uh, it's kind of a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. <laughs> I understand. Uh,
3: <laughs> That's absolutely right. um, so,
0: so what I'm going to say is jumping up on the back of it is no problem because it's otherwise occupied trying to get wire more. So jumping on the back of it is not a problem. So I'm going to say make an attack roll. If you hit with that attack roll, you manage to get on its back and you've sunk your, your bowie knife into it. If it starts like thrashing around, you will have to make like a strength check to like stay on it.
1: Okay. That's fair enough.
0: Let's see how this goes. Ooh, yes. I hope. Indeed, that is a hit. So you stab your bowie knife into the back of this creature, inflicting five points of damage on it. It... Roars loudly. So, in the confines of the building, obviously, you don't really know what's going on, why because you can just see its head like coming through. This skull fanged mouth opens up again and again. It goes, Help! <laughs> what are you doing, Wilma? Is there any furniture in the house? There's maybe like a couple of stools, the broken mm-hmm. remnants of a table. Mm hmm. Maybe like a couple of bed rolls. So, are there eyes in the skull face? Indeed, there are. You can see the the eyes are sort of set in the sockets. Like I say, it's it's almost as though sort of like the skull has been like moved to the outside of the face. So it's not like undead like gaping eye sockets. It still looks very much a creature, but it's got like this. Almost sort of armor-plated, uh, exoskeleton sort of, head. yeah, exoskeleton face, basically. Oh.
2: Okay. Um, so, would it be feasible to light a torch?
0: Yeah, as my action.
2: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you're, I, you're not moving,
0: so you can do that as you move yeah. action.
2: Yeah. So basically, like, <laughs> get behind the 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 table and uh, get a torch out, tinderbox, uh, light myself a torch. Yep. Not a problem. And I presume that's it for
0: yep. my action. Okay, so you've lit your torch. Oscar, you're still outside. You can hear this creature roaring. It, you can see that Cameron's on the back of it with his knife sunk into it. There's blood wow. flowing freely into its fur.
3: Well, yeah, obviously what he's doing is, uh Cameron so I'll go and help Ah. Charging with the spear Make your attack with your spear
0: Okay So you stab At this creature and you Score a shallow wound on it But it doesn't really appear to cause it any Undue harm
3: all right. Okay. Just making it more angry.
0: Oops. Indeed. So, I'm going to say in its turn, because obviously now it's been stabbed, it's effectively it withdraws from the. Because previously, it was like, oh, that that there's YMR, He's he's the one I'm after. I'll go with him. Now something's stabbed it in, in the back, so it's basically going to rise up to its full height, which I can say is about nine foot tall. Again, letting out these strange roars that come out as various different voices crying for help. And it's going to basically thrash around and try and throw you off, Cameron. So I'm going to ask if you can make me a strength roll, Cameron. If you succeed, it's not going to be able to attack you this turn, whereas if it throws you off, it's going to try and swipe you with its claw. Ooh, success. Okay, so... For the rest of it, it's actually, it basically rears up to its full height and sort of like staggers backwards, sort of going like this, trying to throw you off. But you're sort of clinging onto your knife. Okay, back round to you guys again.
1: Okay, so, <clears throat> um, so it's still all upright, I guess is yes. the word. Okay, so, <clears throat> um, what I want to try and do now, um. As if the first idea wasn't bad enough, um, is with my so I'm hanging out my left hand with the knife in his neck effectively, and what I'm trying to do is with my tomahawk then is to try and you know come in from the side and try and do real damage to his neck with the hope of taking its head off. Okay. Um, Go for it. Uh,
0: Nineteen,
1: I guess, is a hit for yeah, three
0: points. Do it. Okay, so you stab into the creature. And again, it howls out in this strange sort of bestial cry for help. Okay, Weimar, this creature's withdrawn. You can see as it's thrashing around. You see that Cameron like clinging to the back of it. Um, w-
2: w- is the creature doing anything specific? It's uh, basically just thrashing around, trying to get yeah. Cameron okay. off its back. All right, okay, shaking around.
4: Um.
2: <laughs> so what I'm going to do is uh cuz it's it's very much focused on whatever happening behind uh, its head. So gonna get uh, an oil bottle and uh like just run past it, like try and dump the oil, like using it as like flinging at at the at the creature with the oil flask. So like stripes of oil uh, on it on his face and side, I guess, because I'm running past it. Yeah, that's not a problem. I'm not even gonna make it make a roll for that. You're just yeah. trying to like, splash oil on it. Yeah. So yeah, this, the, the Idea being that I'm I'm setting it up for like if if things are gonna go down, I'm gonna set down a fire.
0: But, yeah, not a problem. You, you run past this thrashing beast and splash your oil all over it, mm-hmm. Oscar.
3: Right, it's reared up so therefore it's, it's exposed its softer underbelly. All okay. being well, so, so I shall come uh, in with an upper thrust. Go for it into its guts. All being well.
0: okay so you go in with your spear however because it's thrashing around you're just about to stab in when it turns around and you sort of realise that you're probably going to stab Cameron because he's sort of Uh. flaming around the back of it so you're like stop short okay so with its action it's going to do a claw attack against Weimar and a claw attack against Oscar because it can't get Cameron because he's on the back of it What's your AC, Wymore? It's 12. Okay, so that's hit Wymore. How about yourself, Oscar? Th- 13. Okay, so it just failed to hit you. So you duck back out of the way as this giant claw goes like that. Okay. So let's see how much damage that's done to one okay you take four hit points of damage one.
3: Okay.
0: As this huge claw goes and rakes across you. And again this creature, its face sort of snapping closed jaws is like
3: Help!
0: Okay, back
1: to you guys. Okay, so I'm gonna keep trying to uh get it in the neck. Okay, go for it.
0: Uh, Twelve. Okay, I'm afraid that's not enough. So you're trying to stab it. However, as you do that, it actually sort of scrapes itself against the one of these stone buildings, forcing you to like disengage and roll off the back of it. Okay.
1: So when it does that, I'll try and roll to uh, out of its line of sight behind the building. That's fine.
0: Okay, one more.
2: Um. Okay. I'm just gonna deduct the oil flask there. Uh. Hmm. I guess I'm gonna put the uh, the torch. This isn't the first time he's been doing something like this, and it's it's mostly because uh, there's occasionally a time for uh, burning arrows. Indeed. And you don't always have a brazier to have the fire, so he he has a a, a sling for uh, for a torch, like a lit torch, because it's it's the uh, oil rags burning on it. So he has a sling on the hip yeah. uh, to like put the flaming torch, so he can like fly up the arrows from there but um yeah just puts the um uh the torch there gonna i guess um run to the opposite direction from cameron uh, as i can okay uh and uh yeah trying trying to see like what what the thing does next okay so, so are well, you actually sorry are you actually throwing a torch at it or are you uh, no i'm just putting the the torch on my belt basically to okay. hang there until further notice and uh, and running away as quickly as i can uh away from the bear to the opposite direction from cameron
0: yeah not a problem you do that it seems to be more focused at the minute on cameron and oscar so as you sort of like leave the threat range and you're not yeah. making any aggressive moves it sort of seems yeah. to lose a bit of interest in you right
3: okay. yeah oscar um <clears throat> that that claw was very big and very close so I, i'm going to go defensive now um, set this spear in the ground and just use it to defend myself against it
0: okay no problems I can't remember how bracing works, but I know there is an option to do that.
2: Yeah, there's uh, for charging enemies. It, it hurts them like double.
3: Okay. Oh, okay.
2: I think.
0: I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Since it's important, I yeah. will I sh- have it here. So oh, you got it. Here. So okay. yeah.
2: So brace is bracing against the uh, the ground doubles damage against charging monsters. I presume you need to okay. still make yeah. an attack though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you hit, then it's double.
0: Okay. So, so, uh-huh. so, so what I will say it. is since it's eventually b- barreling towards you guys anyway, if you want to make an attack this round with your, like, braced spear, if you're successful, it will do double damage, because it is pretty much charging you in Oh, no. Okay.
3: No, so, I didn't get it set, so...
0: Right. So you're just sort of like getting it set when this thing barrels in and it's pretty <laughs> much like, like knocks it out of the way with the bulk of its body as it barrels towards you and Cameron. Okay, so for its attack, it is going to do a, do a couple of claw attacks against uh, Oscar and a bite attack against uh, Cameron. Oh, I'm dead.
3: My life flashes before me. Ooh. Not yet. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, what?
0: Okay, what's your, yeah, a- what's your AC, Cameron? That was yeah, the bite. Okay, so the, the last one, the bite attack, has hit Cameron, and one of the claws has hit Oscar. Okay, so the claw attack gives you three hit points of damage, Oscar. Oh,
3: Oscar falls back, spread a on the ground, and just lies there. Okay. So, with <sighs> a
0: swipe of its paw... It takes Oscar down to the ground, then it sinks its teeth into you, Cameron, doing three hit points of damage. Okay. You had to think you have look here, and it didn't hit you with both of its claws.
3: Well, does death the arrive at negative numbers then?
0: Yeah, what, what what I'm what I tend to do is I say if you get you can go to like negative numbers equal to your level, so obviously minus one for you guys. Oh, All right. What did
3: you have three? Three. You've only got three. Yeah, yeah got three. Start with four.
2: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's me from the last campaign.
0: Yep. Okay. So he's Os- unconscious. Oscar's down. He's not dead, but he's looking in a bad way. Okay. Yeah, he he bonked <laughs> his head. <laughs> He's basically just sort of lying flat on his back in the snow. Okay, on to you guys. Um, okay, so...
1: Okay, so he swiped that Oscar. He bit me. Weimar is... I'm um, some distance away. Okay, yeah,
2: He's he basically some distance
0: it. away. But like, he's, he sprayed it with oil. He's some distance away. He's got his like, torch ready. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's about
2: to light some arrows on fire and, and shoot the thing.
1: Okay, so okay, so what I want to try and do then is I want to swing around behind this creature. I okay. try and smack it in the back of the knee and try and do enough damage to its leg to make it difficult for it to walk. Um, and then I want to hightail it in the total opposite direction of Weimar. Um, so I'm a good 20, 25 feet away from it when.
0: Okay, that's gets fine. On fire. Make your attack roll. Uh, no. Okay, so obviously, because it's your move, you can still do the, the, the run bit. But you're sort of so intent on like getting a bit of a sprint start that you sort of just like lash out wildly, and it doesn't hit the creature. Okay, why am I? You can see Cameron's like running away from it in the opposite direction. Oscar's like lying on the floor. The creature's like turning its head around to look at his his body lying in the snow. Yeah, uh, one of my uh,
2: uh, prepared arrows, like just a bit of cloth soaked in oil wrapped around it. Touch it to the torch, uh, shoot it okay, with uh, to the torch. longbow. At the thing. This would be a time to hit, uh, <laughs> I think. Uh, that's, that's range, though it doesn't really matter. Okay, so I think this is what I. Whoop! No, that, that is not a time
0: to hit, apparently. Okay, so one of your flaming arrows sort of sparrows through the air, it lands like. A foot to the right of the creature, and there's a tssst as it like sinks into the snow. Okay, the the creature starts not paying any attention to the sort of hissing of the arrow. Starts sort of running after uh, Cameron, and it's got enough move to cover the distance you've made easily. as It sort of drops back down to all fours and barrels towards you. however it's not got enough move to do that and attack, so it's basically just sort of like got near to you and then it's risen up like. Okay. Over to you guys. Okay. So is there any trees nearby? You're a good distance away from like the mainstay of the song Forest, but there probably are a few trees sort of dotted here and there, although they're slightly stunted compared to the great pines of the forest. Okay. Are there any that I think I could
1: get up that would give me enough height so that I would be safe from this nine-foot bear?
0: You, you think? It, well, if you make a if you make a strength check, you could probably get up one of those trees. It probably wouldn't be safe for very long because, like, it's a nine-foot bear with like massive claws, and these are just like fairly thin trees. But it, it might buy you some time.
1: Okay. And can I do that after attacking, or do I? Is that do I have to give up my attack
0: for that? you would have to give your attack up to climb because you'd have to okay. like move to the tree and then like. okay so what i'd like to do then is is that effectively try and climb up a tree out of it that, that's that's fine I, I won't make you make a roll since you're like sacrificing all your move to like do it so you okay. so you run and sprint and like this fairly sort of like thin pine and you you quickly like scale up it the the bear immediately sort of like still raised up sort of like Brings its paws down on the tree and starts to lean against it. And you hear this uh, <laughs> as the tree starts like listing over, as this like nine foot skull bear thing's like pushing all its weight on the tree. Okay, okay, why not? You can see this ferocious beast like pushing over this tree that's got Cameron's yep. in the branches of it. Second arrow, okay.
2: okay i've got 40 of them so we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this keep that arrow frame rolling yeah okay here goes uh
0: just because it might work praise gale (laughs) (laughs) there you go
2: okay
0: Okay, I'm, i'm also gonna ask you to roll me a d6 okay let's see if i have uh here we go two okay so your arrow sinks into the back of this beast which howls in pain and it catches the oil on fire so that like flames start to lick around its it doesn't burst into flames it's damp it's been in the snow but there are there is a lot of smoldering of its fur and it's obviously a good deal of distress and i'm actually since it's now down to like Pretty much half hit points, and it's been set on fire. I'm gonna make a morale check for it. Yeah, that's usually when I make a morale check as well. Which it fails. <laughs> which it fails. So the bear with like flames licking out of its fur turns northwestwards, and it runs, romps off into the distance, heading for the the whale song forest. Uh,
2: I'm gonna. Um... I'm not gonna put out the torch uh I'm, I'm gonna let it be for for a little while though like it's this is uh, obviously very unsafe like having a lit torch tied to your basically to the side of your leg but yeah. um this isn't the first time he's risked this and he's gonna keep risking it for a little while more because it's not uh in danger of immediately burning himself no. so just gonna run to oscar to <laughs> check if he's still to, there to be honest
0: as well if you were like Oh the the torches started to catch him, yeah, like it's... trousers if I just drop in the snow. Oh, that's yeah. In Yeah. If, yes. uh, in the dry homelands it was different. <laughs> indeed, in the plains, indeed it was very different. <laughs> so yeah, you you run over to Oscar, you can see he's still breathing, although it's shallow and he's got this like deep scratch mark across his chest that's gone through his like furs and his winter clothes. Yeah.
2: So I'm gonna get about like doing what I can to
0: uh, clean it and uh yeah okay yeah you, obviously you guys know that, that the way the healing works so a, a day's rest basically gets you like d3 points back yeah so you, yeah. you know he's going to need some like serious rest and recuperation yeah right. um so while
1: he's doing that i think that we'd want to be setting up some sort of um uh making the strongest whatever whichever he has the strongest like the kind of barricading it up and making giving ourselves somewhere
0: relatively safe to kind of stay and hide yeah that's absolutely fine Uh, with uh, horatio helping you as you're able to persuade him out of his uh out of his hut now the danger has passed obviously he can tell you where like stuff is that's in the village so you're able to basically like gather up the remnants of furniture, old doors, such like that, and you find the most intact building and sort of like barricade yourselves into it. Okay. <clears throat> um, okay. S- seeing, yeah. Okay. Seeing. Um, we should do that. As you're doing this sort of seeing like Oscar way, you've sort of like propped him up in the uh, in the sort of corner of the building you're defending. Uh, uh, Horatio like runs back into the remnants of his older, uh, his old house, and he comes out like a very small leather pouch. He takes out what appears to be a number of green leaves, and he basically puts them in his mouth, chews them all up, and like spits this like goblet of like green, greenery and saliva into his hand, and then he starts sort of like daubing it over the the large chest wound that Oscar had. Oscar, you can regain one hit point. His uh, uh, eyes nice
3: flutter open. Ow, 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 ow. Ow, 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 Is it, is it uh, dead? Am I dead? Horatio's uh, 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 like, l- l- lie
0: still. Uh, you, you, you're not dead. I I, I, th- I think the thing's got gone for now. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I only had a... I, 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 I'm no apothecary, but I've... Uh, I, I, I know some of the skills of T- treating minor wounds uh, uh, and such like for, for the woodsman, but I I have used all the all the supplies I had in my, my little hut. But but you still need rest, and you're sort of like trying to like rise up. And he's like very gently, sort of like saying, no no no, you need you need to like rest to stay stay where you are. And he'll he'll try and like grab like I don't know some uh, probably some like old raggedy furs, and he like puts them over you. He's obviously trying to keep you warm. and like t- takes his own jacket off and like puts it over you.
3: Oh, thank
1: you. I'll I'll rest. Okay. Um. So sometime over the course of the day, assuming nothing else goes wrong, um, I'd like to do some foraging in the forest if I can to get us enough food to get us through the day without eating into
0: our rations. Okay, that's fine. So make your roll for foraging. It's a d6 roll. Okay. Uh, a
4: doubles.
0: Standard chances are one in six. So I think that's doubled for me. Yeah, no, that's a... not that's a miss, yeah. Okay, so you do a bit of foraging, but obviously you're not really because this thing's still out there, you're not you're not really prepared to go quite as far abroad to like the edge of the forest as you did previously. So you maybe find like a few odd bits of like spoiled like provisions from like the townsfolk but it's not really enough to like make a great deal of difference so you will all need to like consume at least one of your rations another question is is anyone going to feed a horatio i will this time well actually he got fed today already right yeah so
1: i won't today but i will make sure he's fed tomorrow if that makes sense
0: yeah that's absolutely fine okay Okay, so you barricade yourself in this building and for the for the rest of the day nothing particularly untoward happens. You spend the whole day barricaded in there. Oscar you can roll a D three and regain that many hit points.
1: Can we all do that? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: A- anyone who's resting for the day can regain D three hit points. Right, i
3: good. Oh half a D six.
1: Um Okay, so so like the next day after we've all rested, um can we basically search through the village and find anything of value? Okay. Um uh, you know, the timber, the fuel, uh oil you know, uh, I guess there's no animals left, but Uh, Food and medicine, anything like that that there might be around.
0: Okay, so you're just about to head out of your sort of barricaded building to go and explore the village when outside you hear a voice going, Uh, 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 Oh, fuck. Okay. Please, somebody help. What help
1: do you need? I'll call out in desperation. Oh. Okay. Uh, now, here's a question: Would we have thought about putting kind of um, rifle holes in the barricade that we
0: could potentially shoot him through? I, I would say potentially you haven't thought about putting holes, but given the state of this building, it's not going to be difficult to find like places you can sort of poke your rifle out of.
1: Okay. Um. Although, so...
0: although taking a shot would be quite difficult because you can't really like see out and then. You'd have to sort of like look through and go, oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. So I still think I'd like to do that. Okay, that's fine. It's okay. So you, you peer out through the little hole, and you can indeed see this large creature. Obviously, it's rolled around in the snow. It's no longer on fire, although it still bears the marks of your previous encounter, and it's sort of like rooting around in the village. And every now and again, it opens its mouth, and you hear this, uh...
1: Uh,
0: Okay. Uh,
1: So I'll just take the shot then.
0: Go for it. Uh, Sixteen. Okay. So there's a loud. Don't forget, you need to roll your D10. There's a for your misfire chance. Oh, that's on every shot, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry. There's a
0: two in ten chance of it misfiring.
1: Uh, so that would be tree intense I okay. think I'm afraid...
0: no problems there is a loud crack for a few moments the inside of the building you're in is full of this thick choking smoke but the shot does go out it hits this creature you hear it roar and obviously I'm going to make another morale check for it which it succeeds at so you can still hear this creature moving around outside the building um you hear this chewing sound followed by like a sickening sort of wet snapping sound as it begins oh. to once more sort of gobble up the remnants of the the villagers' bodies that are lying around
1: okay um so i don't think we want to go out do we, <laughs> I don't, I don't,
2: we don't we don't need to yes yeah. Anyway, so we look forward to wait it out for a little bit longer.
1: So I guess then I'll just reload and over the course of the next minute or two try and take another shot.
0: Go for it. Uh, 12. I can roll you the ten if you miss one. Okay, you fire another shot. It doesn't hit the creature. However, after a while, you hear it sort of heavy footfalls retreating into the distance. You can hear like the like it's obviously like, dragging something with it. Perhaps one of the bodies from the village. Okay, you can hear the sound of it like, sliding over the snow.
3: As it get, heads Probably into the distance.
1: Yeah. Okay, so. Once it's gone, then what I think I'm, what I'm very keen on at the moment is to find a second or a third rifle, um, so that the next time it comes, I can potentially get off three shots very so, quickly. Where's,
2: uh, our, uh, where's Horatio's pistol? Did they bring it?
0: He, he didn't. It's still in his hook. He just sort of left it where you like slapped onto the floor. But yeah, you, you guys poke your head out. You see that the creature isn't about. So you quickly make your way to Horatio's hood. You've never, like, a flintlock pistol. He's quite oh, happy to well. take it.
1: Okay. you um, want to take that, Weimar?
0: Uh, yeah, oh. sure. Okay. Um. Yeah, so you have a pistol that does D D8 damage. Yes. 8 pistol. There's, there's one sort of shot of black powder with it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'll get that loaded.
1: Um, And I guess if it doesn't come back and we're searching through the putts, do we find anything else of value?
0: Okay, most of what's in the village appears to have been destroyed. However, let me just make a couple of rolls. Okay, you do find sort of throughout the I mean, it's not all in one place, it's throughout the village. You do find 27 gold pieces. Okay. You also, thanks to help from Horatio, you find what appear to be like three sort of like large bundles of like food. And he says, he tells you that those are the supplies that they were planning to sort of uh, send to your village. Okay.
1: Um, so I'll kind of take Weimar aside from Horatio and, and Oscar and uh, suggest that maybe we should set a trap for this creature somehow. Um, that it looked badly wounded and that maybe there's something that we could do to snare it somehow and um, attack it from range while it was trapped.
2: Uh, uh, John? Being a trapper, or a hunter, I guess, and Cameron being a trapper. Um, do we have the materials to fashion some kind of bear-capable trap? With the scrap we have to hand, and our like ropes and whatever.
0: Rommade, R- A6. Okay. Five? Yeah, you you think? I mean, obviously, if you're going for like a sort of like pit trap sort of style deal, you you could probably do that. You know, sort of dig a big pit, cover it with like debris and sort of loose rubble from the thing. You could probably even scrounge up enough sort of wood to put like wooden spikes in it. It'd take you a while, obviously, but you've got all the equipment. Do we want to try?
1: Yeah, I'd... I'd like a silver cloak slightly uh, so somewhat charred but only charred on the front right the back of it should be fine I mean charred
2: silver is still silver I yeah guess. <laughs> uh,
1: and there's a lot of eating on a bear although maybe not just yeah, that, that
2: and I'm we could take all the fat from that and mm. be good for the rest of the year yeah um okay so John um I suppose we're we're gonna institute a um, a labour camp and uh, also a watch because someone needs to be on the lookout all the time So,
0: okay so who's going on watch while you're doing this trap I shall okay so Oscar from <coughs> AD6 uh,
3: you would say that
0: Okay, so as they're digging this trap and as you're watching, you don't see any sign of this creature reappearing. You guys dig out this pit, or you say you put up like wooden stakes at the bottom of it. You cover it over with rubble. Now, obviously, someone else, you're going to have to have a law, or someone's going to have to draw the creature into this trap. Is there a corpse we can use? There, there are still a couple of corpses lying about, yeah. You notice uh, Horatio goes a bit pale when he sort of like sees the corpses.
2: Yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll go and drag two of them, to act
0: as bait. Okay, not a problem. Uh, where so? Whilst you're waiting for this creature to like potentially fall into a trap, where are you guys going to situate yourself?
1: Um. So. Are the buildings like one-story or two-story? One-story. Okay. So I think we should spread out, and I mm-hmm. suggest that if you guys stay in the one that we barricade or, or one where you stay there, and I stay just one like directly opposite the mm-hmm. trap,
2: then we could then.
1: both, yeah. you know, potentially be yeah. shooting at it from different angles um, and confuse it. Um, and then we kind of want to set both doors up that we can kind of retreat into the house. Should the creature not fall into the trap and come after us, um, which will allow the other one then to kind of attract its attention and then drag it back onto the trap attention
0: okay? Yeah. So you set that up as described, and a few hours later, Oscar, you spot this creature sort of emerging from the whale song forest, obviously heading back towards the area. <laughs> and again, you can hear in the distances. Uh, uh, as it moves into the village okay so i'm gonna ask since you set up the trap why more, can you roll me a d6 i'm gonna say you've got a one to four chance of it going into the trap because it, it likes eating dead villagers and you've put two there yeah praise go yeah here we go okay so <laughs> as you're watching the the creature moves on to like the bits of wood and whatever that you've put over the trap to eat these the corpses of these villagers. There's a loud cracking sound as the, the thin covering you put on top of the pit gives way beneath this great beast. Why mark you please roll me a D6 to see how much damage it takes from another wooden of the stakes? Okay, so you hear it howl as it sort of falls in and these stakes puncture it. You can see it's obviously like thrashing around and trying to like claw to like climb its way out. But before he gets a chance to do that, you guys will get a chance to act. Because so obviously you've set this up, you were waiting for this.
1: Um, okay, so I think I would like to run out of the house, come up to the pit, shoot into the pit, and then hide out of back to the house. Um, it's fine, <laughs> go for
4: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, 12 is a miss, I think, is it?
0: It would be normally, however... I, I'm giving you guys anywhere. a bonus because, like, it's not moving.
1: Oh, it's so, misfired. Sorry.
0: Okay. So, so you, so you you've got it banged to rights, and you're like, ha oh, got you now. And as you like squeeze a trigger, there's just like a, obviously like some damp got into your powder, and it's like a thin like whisper smoke comes out of it. Okay. Okay. Why not? I... So, so you've seen yep. sort of like camera run up and be like, ha ha. Yep. So that back, that's back my cue. Uh, I
2: burst out of our house. Uh, with the pistol to the edge uh, shoot it like uh, it was a bear in a barrel.
0: Okay. So it's a d10? Yep. Let's go! Okay, so yours hasn't misfired, so make your attack roll. Okay, so you've hit it. I'm I'm basically only making you attack making him do attack rolls because it rolls the damage you're not yeah. going to miss it where it is at the minute yeah. okay. okay so there's the deafening echo of your pistol you you hit it square in it's like bony skull face you hear the crack of the sort of bony plating mm-hmm. on it's visage and it, it lets out one last sort of squealing cry that this time sounds like a child squealing for help and then it slowly collapses onto its side, and lies still, twitches for a few moments, and then.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go to uh, Horace, and uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna like put a heavy hand on his hol- shoulder. It's like, is this a creature that is common in this the, the, on this side of the river?
0: He says, uh, I've, "No, no, I've, I've, I've never seen anything like it before." He says. Uh, Although Theo um, and he, he sort of like looks at the the, the remnants of one of like, the bodies, which is sort of half lying in the pit, and he looks like he's mm-hmm. going to throw up for a few moments. And he says, "The um, the, the, the 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 village elders and um, some of our hunters said they'd uh, they'd encountered all manner of strange creatures near some older uh, some old ruins in the uh, in the depths of the forest. I, I, I think it must have come from there." Whatever devil this is, and he like spits into the, into the pit onto like the body of this creature. Yeah, I just I just look at
2: Oscar with like big eyes and just like shake my head at all this. <laughs> the yeah, mm. and I'll, I'll took the pistol away uh, and uh, say, well, um, we've all just volunteered to reel out this monstrosity from the pit that we just dug so get to it and i'll okay. i'll uh, take from my pack uh, i have a grappling hook and a, and a bit of rope so we're yeah.
0: gonna use that to uh, not, not problem. T- a problem it t- takes a fair old amount of time and it's heavy yeah. sweaty work mm-hmm. but you it's eventually, a car. <laughs> yeah you eventually heave this like behemoth out of the pit and it's lying there in the snow now this huge mass of fur bone and claws. You can see like the sort of shattered like pole on the centre of its like forehead carapace where your shot has entered and obviously that exploded most of its brain.
1: Okay, so I guess then what I want to do is get down and skin it. Um uh, so that we can keep its it's hide and then Okay.
0: a six, anything but a one and you've got a you've got a basket. Okay. <clears throat> oh, not so much. Okay, so with the burning and the uh you think this the skin's not not in such a good way to be honest. Half of it's cloaked some of it's covered in blood, some of it's been like hacked off by you guys hacking at it, part of it's burnt, you're like uh, it's, it's not okay. really going to be worth doing. However, what you have managed to salvage is you've managed to salvage like most of the skull of the creature, because like aside from like the sort of small hole there, that's in fairly good nick. Okay. Uh, and is there any meat on it worth salvaging? There is indeed. There is five rations worth of meat on this giant beast, okay. which. Since it was only some cosmetic damage you did to it, most of the meat's actually fine. Um, it, ta- it takes you a good few hours to like, cause you're obviously like properly skinning it and make sure, sure to like ruin it or puncture the stomach or anything. But you eventually sort of strip it down and take all of this meat
3: off it. Okay. Uh, could,
0: um, I have, could I
3: have uh, one of those bear claws? It's I was, I was so just about to cost. say,
0: Oscar, that we're, we're going to
2: take all this and the teeth. Yeah, you you can take the teeth and the four bear claws. Yeah, so well, the bear paws. Yeah. If you know. What I mean. Yeah, get the paws and then deal with the rest later, and like prize out the the fangs. Yeah, absolutely fine. Make yeah. you've got those in your
0: character. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Oscar, if you if you want a paw, you can you can put that down.
1: I'll keep this horse if nobody minds. Yeah.
0: Sorry. You think sort of, You think, sort of looking at the horse, you could probably, if you weren't riding it, you could probably sort of put, put like the three loads of supplies onto the horse and just sort of like lead it and get the horse to carry those, yeah. so it didn't slow you down. Because otherwise, each of you carrying one of these huge bundles of supplies, you'd be moving fairly slow. Yeah.
1: Plus, the horse can swim through the water as well, following yeah. the canoe. So that would be another way of getting it. Uh, and then. Uh, Horatio, is it Horatio Mickey or Horace? Oh it's, yeah, it's, Horatio again. Yeah, okay. No, was, exactly. um, Horatio, would you like to join us to come to New Zealand and um, this doesn't feel like a good place for you to stay on your
0: own? He says, yeah, "Yes, I, I think that's the best." And he says, "If you don't mind, I'd if there's any, if I can find any more of the, the villagers, I'd like to bury them."
1: we can definitely help you bury them.
3: Yeah.
0: So you, you again, it takes a few hours, but you have a look around. You find you do find a few more sort of bodies, like a short distance away from the village, and you help Horatio dig some graves for them. And he's he's obviously not like a priest or anything, but you know he sort of says a says a few heartfelt words, and he gets quite choked up as you're doing this, and uh, he says a few heartfelt words over their um, their bodies, and then he he asks for a moment. And then after minutes he he sort of comes back to where you guys have sort of moved off a little bit and he says I I think I'm ready to go now Okay
1: So then I suggest we head back to New Zealand with the news um, and
0: uh, our food Indeed So over the course of the next day, you make your way back to New Sealand. They're obviously disturbed by the news about this creature and that the destruction of Castlemaine, but that's tempered by how happy they are that they, you've bought these three these three bundles of food, which are added to like the village stores, and they're sort of put away in one of these storage buildings, you know, for the winter um, or for supplies. The alderman of the of the village uh, thanks you and he says uh, he, he he sort of uh, put, puts a comforting arm around Horatio and he says well I, i'm we're all deeply sorry for your loss uh, mr mcgee but uh, as long as uh, as long as we are here you are you are welcome to stay with us and share what little we have and then he turns to the three of you and says uh, these these supplies you have bought us will Will stand us in greater stead against the uh, the oncoming winter. I, I know this it is a rather summer.
2: had neighbors though. I like butt in.
0: <laughs> like, like, he, he, he nods and he says, "I, I, I completely, I completely agree, Mister Lonegrove, but uh, but we, we have to, we have to take the hand we are dealt, and uh, it's, it's my, well, it's all of our jobs." Any gestures of the village as civil, so we're like gathered around to hear this tale. It's all of our jobs to make sure that uh, the, the same fate does not befall New Zealanders, Met our unfortunate neighbours in Castlemaine, and he, he gestures some of the, and he says, oh, "Please take a, please take a, a, a ratio here, here in, in indoors. Get get him some food, get him warmed up, and they sort of, they, they take him off. He he pauses momentarily, and he says, oh, "He says, oh, th- 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 "Thank th- thank you all." I, I, uh, honestly, that, that thing would have t- taken me next uh, had, you, had you not come along. Uh, I, I don't have anything t- t- to o- offer you uh, t- to show my thanks. Obviously, the the, 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 pi- the pistol, you, you are more than welcome to keep it. Uh, uh, I'm afraid I don't have anything else to offer you b- b- but my thanks. Yeah,
2: well, uh, I feel like you do. Because uh, we're going to need everyone for the winter. And then... After winter, we're going to need everyone for the summer. After the summer, we're going to need everyone for the winter. So, uh, my friend, there's a lot we all can give. Don't worry about that.
0: In autumn, says I, will do my best. Perhaps my, uh, perhaps my knowledge of herbs and hunting can can be of some use. But whatever, whatever I can do to help is, it's, it's the least I can do, given given the kindness that you've all shown me here. And yeah. he's, he's sort of taken away by some of the rest of it just to get warmed up. And I think as a as why am I saying after the winter comes the summer, after the summer comes the winter, I think that's the where we we fade out for this session. You each gain one hundred and fifty XP. Thank you very much for playing, guys. I hope you enjoyed that little sort of mini yep. first session. Yeah. Yeah, very good, yeah. So, I'm going to end the stream here. So, thank you to anyone who's watching this either now or in the future. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope we'll catch you again. Take care.